Welcome to Table Talk with the Women of Power 5, a podcast created to celebrate the strength and power of seasoned women as they navigate through the challenges of their everyday life. Join us as we sit around the table with our coffee and English muffins and share our insights and wisdom gained from personal experiences, life lessons, and sometimes a good old-fashioned knock upside the head on a mixed bag of topics related to self-love, empowerment, and living with purpose on purpose. My name is Miss D, and joining me at the table are my sister queens, Lisa Renee and Darlene West. We have room at the table for you, so pull up a chair and join us. Okay, great morning and welcome to Table Talk with the Women of Power 5. My name is Lisa Renee and I will be your host for our discussion this morning. And joining me at the table this morning is our sister queen, uh, Darlene. Great morning, Miss Darlene. Good morning, Miss Lisa. Good morning. And also joining us at the table is our queen, Miss D. Great rising, grand rising, Miss D. <laughs> Good morning, ladies. How is everyone this morning? Okay, we are great. Before we get started, can I have Miss Darlene bless the table for us on this morning? Yes, ma'am. This will be a prayer. Good morning, gracious and heavenly Father. On this beautiful and glorious day, you allowed us to be part of your will for this time. Lord, as you prepare us, as you anoint us to do whatever you have laid out, regardless of our plans, you have a plan, and may it come forth. May we inspire, encourage, enlighten someone this day because you provided this opportunity. We thank you from the depth of our souls. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you for that. Thank you for that blessing. Okay. Okay. Well, just a quick recap of our uh, last two episodes. Uh, We're at the table talking about new normal. And for some of us, we are we're kind of done with hearing that, but that is the new phrase. That is something that we have adopted in our vocabulary and how this new phrase has and is transforming our way on how we maneuver in society today. And peeling back the layers, turning panic into perspective and putting a magnifying glass uh, to another phrase we have to adopt in our everyday conversation, which is social distancing, which we recognize as really physical distancing because all along we really had been practicing social distancing unconsciously, um, you know, um, taking social bonding for granted uh, uh, until, you know, like Ms. Darlene said on our last uh, time at the table, until it had been mandated that we keep our distance. Um, now we have come to realize how social bonding and closeness is invaluable. Um, it, it doesn't have a, it, it's priceless. Um, so I want us to pick up really where we left off at the table. So um, our focus for today is bridging that social gap, you know, bring, bridging that social gap. And, um, so um so let's 
let's talk social. Um, the common denominator to me in all of what we are experiencing has everything to do with um, how we socialize or how we um, gather in social settings. Um, so definition time, social, someone who enjoys being with others uh, or social in a gathering or like-minded people of interest. Um, and like-minded people of interest can just be in the, in the supermarket. Everybody is there to buy something. Um, forming groups, forums, communities, uh, being, is being around others. Uh, it comes from the Latin word socius, which means friend. And let's talk about social behavior. Social behavior is the process of communicating. It helps promote well-being. So um, we had um, we had a question that we left at the table um, on the last time we was at the table, and that question was because um, we talked about distancing and the influence it may have on our mental health or our state of mind, and we had a question has social distancing, or as we want to rephrase it, physical distancing produced social isolation for you or for someone close to you? Um, has, has anybody kind of experienced um, experience that? Um, so I want to start with you, uh, Ms. D. Um, have you experienced, uh, you know, the social isolation because of the social distancing or know someone that has reached out to you? Um, and, you know, we're not using any names, but um, I'm, I'm going to hand the floor over to you. I used to practice or I practiced social isolation before the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I do. I practice social isolation. Um, uh, and, and what I mean by that is I am uh, uh, someone who, from time to time, um, isolates herself. I spend a good bit of time uh, by myself, surprisingly, um, when I consider, you know, how I live my life. And, and I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of that is by choice, um, you know, just being able to kind of recenter myself. I enjoy my company. Um, and then when I choose to be amongst others, then I put myself back out there and, and I, um, you know, I put myself amongst others. But... I am uh, one who, who from time to time practices social isolation to restore my peace of mind, um, just to, you know, to, just to get myself uh, uh, back to uh, a place of, of peace. Now, with the pandemic in play, yes, I know people who, uh, who live alone, um, who, who enjoy being around others, who look forward to being around others, who are used to being around others on a regular basis. So for them, uh, this has been a challenge. And so 
how that behavior has played out is they'll, you know, they, they like talking uh, all the time. You know, they've got to, to, to maintain some type of connection with people through the telephone or uh, through video chat. And, and I've had them say to me, this is hard. And the thought of, you know, whatever time period it's going to take for, you know, the reentry, the reopening, for them to be able to return, whether it's to their workplace or, you know, just in their uh, social circles of being able to have that uh, regular uh, uh, in-person uh, time with people, it's, it's, it's difficult for them to adjust to that. So, yes, I, I am, I am uh, you know, I try to, to be that source of support for people who, who are dealing with that, who it's a very real challenge for. But for myself, Social isolation, just, uh, I, I don't know if that's what it was called, but, yeah, I, I've, I've kind of been doing that uh, all my life. Okay, okay. And we're going to trickle back uh, to that, you know, with uh, social isolation because, uh, and like you said, some of us have uh, practiced that uh, before the pandemic because um, I think we have uh, – um, have defined it as enjoying time with ourselves. And there's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with having to, because um, I do, I I can find a thousand things to do in the house. So, you know, when people say, oh, my God, you know, I can't stand, you know, being in the house and I can't stand working at home. Oh, my goodness, heaven heaven has landed on me because I could do a thousand things in the house. But like Ms. Darlene said, it's something when someone orders you to do it or is mandated, it gives a different type of, you know, it, it gives a different type of feeling to that, you know, because uh, as you said, you know, Ms. D, that's something you've done by choice. But now that someone is saying, well, when you're ready to come out, you shouldn't. You know, it, it kind of gives, you know, kind of a, you know, a icky feeling. You know, it makes you kind of think. Um, but uh, before we keep on that, I want to ask, you know, Miss Darlene. Miss Darlene, um, same question. Um, uh, has physical distancing or what they are calling social distancing, has it produced a social isolation for you or for someone close to you? Well, to answer that question, social distancing has been part of my life. And the reason that it has been part of my life, I do so much with the public and I, when you are a ministry leader and uh, leader over here in other organizations and things, it's, it's very demanding. People want want things from you constantly. What are we going to do? Why do we got to do it that way? You have to listen to complaints. You have to always be on, I'm not going to say guard, but always strive to have an answer to help somebody through whatever they're going through because you are that go-to person. So for me, I always had to step back and move away from all of that so I could see me, mm -hmm. so I could see what I needed to do to be stronger. 
what I what was a weakness? What made me snap and say some of the things that I did? And I have to analyze that. And so I have to analyze me, and sometimes I can't do it around people. It has to be, when I say alone, I mean really me and God, because I'm like, Lord, look, I'm tripping right now. I just said something stupid. You told me that you would make everything all right. What should I be doing now? And and a thousand things go through my mind of trying correct, I call not strong behavior, not good behavior for the positions that you hold, but then like not beating myself up to the point where it is stressful. So to answer your question, social distancing for me has not been really an issue. But what I had stopped to do is to reach out to people, but not so much in a phone call, but by cards. I love cards. So I send people cards, and I say whatever I want to say to them in this card. And the reason that a card to me lasts longer because they can sit it down somewhere, and as they pass it, they can look at it, and they can just, they can just see those words, and sometimes it encourages them and they'll see who it's from, and so the next time they see me, they just smile. And they said, thank you. Because I don't really know what they might have been going through, but by sending a card of great uh, encouragement, this helps somebody on their journey. So that is my gift when I want to reach out to people is in that way, or I'll text something really encouraging, and they'll never know how I feel because they never knew how I felt, so I never said anything. So, yes, I've, I've done that, and I have experienced some of my family members. They don't like this social distancing. They like being out in the public, so they call me all the time. So I had to learn that they're going to call me all the time, so I had to have a different demeanor and dealing with them so they don't become not frustrated but like I'm worrying you ain't I no you're not worrying me if you need to call me call me Uh so I've been kind of in that mode as well so for me I've been in a whole lot of different modes (laughs) just in the midst of all of this but I just think it's good because you don't become complacent in, mm. in reacting and reacting the same way through everything because mm-hmm. we're habit. All we have to do is do something for two or three weeks. Well, that becomes a pattern. Then after a while, after you do it for years, it becomes a lifestyle. So sometimes your lifestyle needs to change. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it doesn't change into something radical happens. Now, I'm not saying this pandemic is is okay for everybody, but it brought in a radical change that mm-hmm. needed to happen to where people will step back and look at themselves, look at how they do things. Can we do things different? How can we reach out and help somebody else 
we're looking at racial barriers that were there. There's a whole lot of different things where before we went along in our society putting Band-Aids on things, covering it up like you do a cover. Oh, well, if I don't have to see it, then I ain't got to address it. Mm -hmm. Well, now the covers are off. The lights are on. Everything is up. So you got to face this. So that's what we are facing as a culture. Within our culture, within our country, within the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that, uh, Queens. Y'all really just nailed uh, that. And, and that's what our listeners need to know is that having some alone time, social isolation is not a bad word. It only becomes, just like with anything else, it only becomes uh, a problem when it is excessive and it leads to other uh, things that will, that play, a, you know, play against your uh, your stability or it causes uh, some turmoil in your mind or, you know, how you're feeling. Because some people, as you said, Ms. Darlene, uh, some people are not taking it so well because everything is a balance. Everything is a balance. And, uh, Ms. D., you're right. Sometimes you need to pull back and you need to have that isolation um, to regroup or or just to pray, or just to hear from the Most High, um, you know. But we we have. I really, I really love the way. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But I really love the way Miss Darlene explained it. You know, for me, the way that she explained it is how I've always looked at. Um, excuse me, stepping off to the side and. And, you know, really sitting down and analyzing and saying, okay, what can I do better within myself? I love how you explain that, Ms. Darlene, because that is, that is exactly what the process is as far as I'm concerned. You really have to get, you really have to distance yourself away from and separate yourself away from others in order to really connect with your creator and be still to be able to get the word from him on what the next move should be in your life. I love how you said that. I, I just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> yes. And um, so so I found an article. Um, I, I, this is an online article, and um, online article called No Isolation. It was uh, written in June 21st, 2017. Um, and it was from an article basically for um, uh, talking towards children, how does social isolation affects child's mental health and its development. So I wanted to just read um, on how they define social isolation. Um, uh, social isolation is a term often used interchangeably with loneliness. So. Um, and it talks about what you had said, you know, when people see that you're off to the side, they automatically think, oh, she's lonely. But, um, but while the two are closely related, they do not necessarily mean the same thing. You could be lonely in a crowd, but you will not be socially isolated. Isolation has been defined as an objective state whereby the number of contacts or persons has 
uh, can be counted, whereas loneliness is subjective experience. While the terms may have slightly different meanings, both can be painful experiences and have harmful impact on the individual. Social isolation describes the absence of social contact and can lead to loneliness. It is the state of being cut off from normal social networks, which can be triggered by factors such as uh, loss of mobility, unemployment, health issues, or many other things. Uh, isolation can involve staying at home for lengthy periods of time, having no access to services or community involvement, and little or no communication with friends, family, and acquaintances. So as we had just discussed, that social isolation can also be helpful. Um, it can also be hurtful if there is not a balance. And so that's where uh, we had spoke about yesterday about being our brother and sister's keeper is that uh, though we may have practiced social isolation for healthy um, reasons and now that what we're going through in the world, uh, you know, it, it's it's not a big deal for us, it may be a big deal for others. And I have to say, Ms. Darlene, I love, uh, it just it just lit my face up when you said that you send out cards. And I remember uh, one of our old um, participants with uh, Power Five, uh, that was her thing. Do y'all remember? Um, she always... Sure do. Still do it. Yeah, yeah she loves sending mm -hmm. out cards. And um, I have not been a card person, but I tell you, on this past holiday, Christmas time, I included a personal card with each gift that I gave someone. And um, my gifts when I give on Christmas are um, uh, minimal. You know, you know I, I have this, I think they were, everything that I gave someone was $10 or less. Um, but I added a personal note card of what that person meant to me. And I, I can't tell you about the tears that I received um, and, and the gratitude from just receiving a card. And like you said, Ms. Darlene, a card is holds a, a more precious than a phone call. Phone calls are great. Phone calls are great. But yes, they can go back, and that could be something they put in their memorial book. That could be something they put in their uh, in their journal. It's something they can go and reach back on. So I think that is really great to help people through um, this physical distancing that may be causing a social isolation that is becoming unbearing. You know, um, I love that we do have technology that we can reach out and we can now see others and. Y'all are both right. We are, it has put us in a place where we are doing things. We are now, we practice social distancing and physical distancing way before this even happened. And it is actually creating what is happening now uh, because of, like you said, the mandate. Uh, it is causing people to say, hey, this is not feeling so comfortable. And let me reach out to this person. And I have to tell you, I'm reaching out to people that I I can go, and, which is embarrassing, I can go almost years without speaking to close family members. You know, maybe the holidays, hey, Merry Christmas, and you may not hear from me again until the next Christmas. Um, 
And uh, that's that's an imbalance of life. That that's a social imbalance. Um, so, and, and I think that that creates a social behavior. That's that's a behavior, and we we talked about behavior so much at the table uh, with uh, uh, the Power Five. But I don't think that we ever have touched social behavior. I think we've talked about our behaviors, but I don't recall us ever talking about social behavior. Have we? <laughs> I don't think we have. Um, but real quick, I want to define social behavior. Uh, and this was from the same article. Uh, the same article says, social behavior includes how an individual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors are influenced and influenced by others. Creating social relationships is central Central to uh, human well-being, and not just due to the pure joy of being with friends, on when or when learning social norms, it is argued that experiencing social behavior and engaging in social interaction is vital uh, during childhood development. However, many children, for various reasons, are not able to participate in or experience the social behavior that is crucial for their well-being, mental health, and development. The absence of social relationships and behaviors have been shown to affect child's development in various ways. For example, pre previous research has revealed that socially isolated children tend to have lower subsequent educational attainment and are more likely to be physiologically distressed as in, in, in their adulthood. And I wanted to bring that in there because uh, some of our children are really um, not not adjusting to what is going on, and us as adults have to realize how important um, this whole social distancing, uh, social isolation, how there has to be a balance, how we have to find creative ways uh, for them to still interact um, to help develop their uh, social behavior um, because going to school may have been their outlet or their safe haven and now they're home and I think a lot of parents are just thinking um, uh, that you have to do your schoolwork or do your schoolwork or do your schoolwork uh, and they're just thinking that, you know, a light is going to be clicked on and everything is going to be okay and you're going to go back. But I am speaking with some um, people who have uh, children that saying their children are isolating themselves in the room and they never come out of their room and, you know, they have their headphones on all day or they have they're in the TV all day. Um, so, ladies, I want, to, I want to pass it back over to the table real quick. Um, what will you radically stop, start, continue, or improve in your transformation of your new normal that will help bridge this social gap uh, between physical distancing and social isolation? And that's a loaded kind of question, but uh, these are some, some just help our listeners with some kind of tips that you are doing um, to in, in bridging that gap or that you may personally can offer um, that you've seen, experienced, talked to others um, that are help bridging that gap for adults or children. I want to start with you, Ms. D, because you you have grandchildren. How how is this bridging the gap for um, for your grandchildren? Well, 
I, I think it starts off with making a decision, right? Because just because someone says we need to bridge the gap, some people may not want to. So I think first you have to determine what it is that you want to accomplish and, and, and how should that look for you. So, you know, what what are you going to transform or, or what is it that you want to 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 what behavior do you want to continue to put forth during this time? So in in my case and in answering your question, you know, the thing that I came to realize is that I've got a mental toughness about me. I have a mental toughness about me. And being able to adjust to this situation and not allowing it to take me too far out of who I am. Even as I dealt with this, the tug of war, as I said yesterday, that mental toughness has allowed me to, to, to navigate through this. And so with that, you know, when you ask how does that help me to, to bridge the gap uh, with, with myself, with my others, with my family members, again, it has allowed me, you know, one of my focuses this year was strengthening my relationships. So that mental toughness tells me that in spite of what the current climate happens to be, there are ways for me to still remain connected to those that I love. And so that's what I do. I take advantage, whether it's of the technology that's available to me uh, uh, or, you know, practicing those precautionary methods when I do go out and about. This is not going to stop me from being connected to those that I love. This is not going to stop me from being a servant and seeing how I can add value to others' lives. It has not. And I tell you, the one thing, I think one of the most important things that we can do is to do something for others. How can we add value to somebody else's life in large and small ways? And, and I tell you, and I can attest to and testify to, for me, being able to add value to somebody's life throughout this crisis um, is really what has allowed me to be able to navigate through that. So that, that's how I think uh, we, can, we can bridge that gap. Make a decision. Are you going to, to, to continue to maintain those bonds? Once you make that decision, go and do it. Go and do it. Be consistent in your actions and in your words. And, and by adding value to others, we, we, we fulfill ourselves. Absolutely. And I love that. Be consistent. Um, uh, be consistent in your actions. Be consistent in your actions. I love that. Ms. Darlene, um, before we close up the table, I want to, I want to hear from you. Um, what will you radically stop? stop, continue to improve in your transformation of your new world, um, that will help bridge the gap between that social distancing and uh, or that physical distancing and that social isolation. Um, but I think you kind of answered that. You kind of answered uh, that, Ms. Darlene. I don't, I don't want to uh, – <laughs> because when you were saying, I was like, okay, so she's kind of answered the second question because you basically said, uh, you know, what you are doing and, and how – it has created a new normal uh, for you, but uh, is there anything else that you wanted to add? Well, what I want to do is encourage everybody who may be listening. It is, like Ms. D said, a change of mindset. But before you can have a change of mindset, you have to have a change of 
heart set. Do I really want to make a change? Do I really want to involve myself with someone else to help them? Because before all this started occurring, our earthly assignment was to be a witness, a light, an encouragement for someone else. Our lives affect other people regardless if we want to or not. There is people always watching you. They're studying you and how you do things. They go like, hmm, yeah, I saw Miss Darlene. Oh, that's how you handle that. They pay attention. So we have to realize as human beings, we are our brother's keepers in different ways. But we set an example for somebody else. Our lives do affect other people. So while we are coming out of this pandemic, just remember, I'm going to change my heart set so I can be open to, to a new mindset to be able to reach and physically, maybe mentally or spiritually, help somebody else along their way on the journey. I don't live my life by myself. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And, and that... That that was that was perfect right there, Miss Darlene. That was perfect right there. And just one thing that I will start or continue to do is uh um strengthening my social social bonding. Uh like I said, there's uh relatives that I can go long periods of time without uh, reaching out to or friends. Uh, uh, and one thing I've always admired in Miss D is <laughs> at any given time, you know, we call her mama on the move. At any given time, I can call her, and I can always tell when she's in the car. And she could be in the car, and I'm thinking maybe she's going away to the store, but she could be in another state and saying, oh, I'm going to visit uh, a friend that, um, you know, I went to middle school with. (laughs) I'm like, really? (laughs) Oh, yes, we stay connected. And every now and then, you know, I'll jump in the car and I'll spend a couple of days. And I've always admired that that she's always kept those social bonding. Uh, She's always had that strong social bond uh, with uh, people in her inner circle, outer circle, outer, outer circle, Uh, but she's always kept some type of uh, connection. And that is something that um, because of what is happening now, like like we've taken for granted, we've taken those social networks for granted. Um, And so that is something I am going to, I've already started, but I want to continue. I want to strengthen my social bonds with my outer and outer, you know, connection uh, for however way, like you said, Ms. Darlene, it may be a card, it may just be, um, you know, a phone call and, you know, um, that phone call can, you know, in, in the near future, you know, lead to a, a ride down the road or, or a plane ride. Um, so that is something um, um, that I want to improve in my transformation in creating that 
and, and that to be normal for me, not, you know, not just temporary, but a normal transformation. So uh, thank y'all uh, for this time at the table. And I'm going to close uh, um, the call up with um, this insert from Maya Angelou. Uh, it's a poem uh, that she had called Alone, and it's just it's an insert from it. Um, now if you listen closely, I'll tell you what I know. Storm clouds are gathering. The wind is gone blow, going to blow. The race of man is suffering, and I can hear the moan, because nobody but nobody can make it out here alone. So that was just an insert from her poem alone. Um, you know, for all the listeners, it's a it's a beautiful poem. Uh, you can kind of Google her poem alone. But that was just uh, just an insert from that because nobody nobody can make it out here alone. And I want everyone to know to to reach out during this time, and as the song said, reach out and touch someone's hand. <laughs> So this concludes our mini-series on New Normal, a radical movement. Feel free to listen to all three-part episode discussion in its entirety on your favorite podcast platform and join us on the next Table Talk with the Women of Power 5. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Table Talk with the Women of Power 5. We are so glad you joined us at the table and hope you are able to take away some nuggets that will help you navigate through the challenges of your everyday life. Be sure to share and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, and you can follow us on Instagram at TableTalkP5Women to continue the conversation and to share your comments and feedback. We look forward to having you at our table again.